0: Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 30th of October, the synchronous 303rd day of 2023, leaving us 62 days, a little over two months to work with before we meet 2024. Writing notes for Canto 120. While he was transitioning from 12 years of residence in St. Elizabeth's, a psychiatric hospital in southeastern Washington, D.C., Ezra Pound, whose birthday is today, attempted to explain how his masterpiece, The Cantos, was not quite ending the way he had envisioned. I have tried to write paradise. Do not move. Let the wind speak. That is paradise. Let the gods forgive what I have made. Let those I love try to forgive what I have made. Considered by many as the poet most responsible for defining and promoting a modern aesthetic in poetry, Pound was born today in 1885 in Haley, Idaho, soon moved with his family to New York City, studied later at University of Pennsylvania and at Hamilton College, made initial tours of Europe, taught briefly at Wabash College in Indiana, and at age 23, expatriated to Europe, where he would eventually become of considerable help to W.B. Yeats, T.S. Eliot, James Joyce, Robert Frost, and a host of other aspiring writers. Two weekends ago at the annual Belfast Poetry Festival, I was again witnessed the vibrancy of Maine's poetry scene, especially along the mid-coast, where figures such as Brenda Harriman at the Belfast Public Library and Blue Hill Library Arts Festival coordinator Marie Epley visit themselves tirelessly to maintain the region's cultural riches. Early this past week, many of us remembered the recent passing of Sister Lucy founder of Orleans H-O-M-E, and another prominent culture figure in our local community. Sister Lucy's efforts of compassion contrast markedly with the not-infrequent attitudes that surface in the media. For example, in a 25 October Bangor Daily News poll, responders replied 66% in the affirmative when asked whether or not to disband major homeless camps in Bangor. And the next day in the 26th October poll asking whether or not alcohol should be served at hockey games, the response was 66 percent, hell yeah, bring it on. And today we in Maine are in our fifth day of trying to process the deaths of 18 unsuspecting people in Lewiston this past Wednesday evening. We will be a long time engaged in that effort. In the meantime, we will try to move forward as best we might while praying for those who are attempting to cope with the terrible loss at the moment. Heavenward tonight and tomorrow night, Halloween in the eastern sky, the waning gibbous moon will be near the planet Jupiter and the Pleiades star cluster, also known as the Seven Sisters or Messier 45, appearing as a glittering bluish cluster of stars in the constellation Taurus the Bull. Look as well in the eastern sky tomorrow night for the waning gibbous moon near the fiery red star Aldebaran of the constellation Taurus the Bull. Today in 1470, during the War of the Roses, Henry VI of England returned to the throne after the Earl of Warwick defeated the Yorkists in battle. Today, in 1503, Queen Isabella of Spain banned violence against Indians in the Americas. Today, in 1784, the Corsican Napoleon Bonaparte was admitted to the elite École Militaire in Paris to begin his military career. Today, in 1868, John Menard became the first African-American elected to the United States Congress. Today, in 1873, P.T. Barnum's Greatest Show on Earth debuted in New York City. Today, in 1888, John J. Loud patented the ballpoint pen. Today, in 1938, Orson Welles's radio broadcast of H.G. Wells's The War of the Worlds caused mass panic. Today, in 1944, Anne Frank was deported from Auschwitz to Belsen. Today in 1951, the United States performed a nuclear test at the Nevada test site. Today in 1953, Albert Schweitzer and George Marshall won the Nobel Peace Prize. Today in 1954, the United States Defense Department announced the elimination of all racially segregated regiments. Today in 2014, Sweden became the first European Union country to recognize the state of Palestine. Remember that on November 15, 1988, Yasser Arafat had declared an independent Palestine and a month later, the United Nations General Assembly also recognized Palestine. Today in 1945, in New York City, Henry Winkler was born to Jewish parents who had fled Nazi Germany to the United States the previous decade and then provided young Henry with a private school education in Manhattan and Switzerland in hopes that he would work for the State Department. Instead, Henry studied drama at Boston's Emerson School, earned a master's degree at the Yale School of Drama, acted in student productions of the classics, and had his first jobs in commercials, peddling toothpaste and pizza. In 1974, he co-starred with Sylvester Stallone in the 1950s juvenile delinquent film The Lords of Flatbush. Winkler's rise to stardom, however, happened with his next role as Fonzie, also as a 1950s juvenile delinquent in the television sitcom Happy Days. Although he has fought being typecast and has found fair success as a producer and as a promoter of various charities, Henry Winkler vividly recalls being chairman in 1985 of an arts festival for handicapped children. I was walking through the crowd when a little girl behind me said, "Fawns." I turned around and her mother nearly passed out. This girl was autistic and she had just spoken her first word. Today is also the the birthday in 1451 of explorer and navigator Cristoforo Colombo, a.k.a. Cristobal Colón, a.k.a. Christopher Columbus. In 1735 of American President John Adams. In 1885 of American poet Ezra Pound. In 1914 of American country singer Patsy Montana. In 1922 of African-American actress Jane White. In 1939 of the first woman to captain a commercial. American Airplane, American pilot Emily Howell Warner, and of American rock vocalist and front woman for the Jefferson Airplane, Grace Slick. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the sixth official week of autumn and to the 43rd week of 2023.